iCrush Barbecue Show. I'm your host, Abe Delgado. And in this episode, I chat with my buddy, Alan Cruz of A's Barbecue. A native of East L.A., Alan grew up with the Mexican culture and all of the Latino flavors that he now shares through his barbecue. He calls it East L.A. Chicano Barbecue or East Los Sol Barbecue. I just call it delicious. With Central Texas style barbecue at its foundation, you may be fooled by what it looks like, but once you bite into it, those flavors take you to what you might find on the streets of East Los Angeles. Al pastor, cochinita, got some blue corn tortillas, and so much more. You're not going to want to miss this one. This is A's Barbecue. I hope you enjoy the show. All right, well, today I am chatting with my buddy, Alan Cruz of A's Barbecue in East L.A. What's up, my brother? How are you? What's up, man? How you doing? Man, I'm good. I'm good. Dude, this is this is a long time coming. I'm glad we're finally <laughs> able to get together and get this, get this recorded. Yeah, man, same here. So there's a lot of exciting things going on for you right now. Heck, there's a lot of things going on for barbecue in general, especially here in California. It's starting to blow up way more than it was, you know, three, four years ago. Uh, when yeah. I moved here, I remember it was, you know, it was still just kind of a lot of little underground joints. But now there's there's quite a few and there's some brick and mortars opening up. And you're a pop up out in East L.A. right now, right? Yeah. Yeah. Technically still, you know, underground. We see the pop ups at breweries. So once the pandemic hit, we were we were kind of forced to go back to to the to our roots and just kind of selling it at the house, um, but at a much larger volume. So we ended up just kind of just switching it up. I got a big driveway, you know, and just have people just pick up the orders out of our driveway. Heck yeah, man! So let's go back and uh, tell us a little bit about. Let's let's learn a little bit about Alan. Where where did you grow up? You know, are you from LA, born and raised? Yeah, I'm actually born and raised from LA. I've pretty much lived around the same area my whole life. And I my parents bought this house back when I was like seven years old. So this is my childhood home. Wow. Uh, yeah, and just been here my whole life and and it's really cool to, to be able to do this out of here, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like it's it's like my roots, it's it's where I'm from, it's who I am. So being being able to share that with everybody. It's a really cool experience because, uh, you know, you have the view. I, have a, I live on a hill. I have a really cool view. Uh, um, there's a bunch of landmarks around me. So when people come over here, they're like, oh, man, you're like literally right here. Like, you know, in East L.A., like they shot a bunch of movies out here, you know? Uh, yeah, man. I, re- I remember being out there just uh, <clears throat> it was just a couple of months, a couple of months ago. And uh, that's exactly how I felt. I felt like. Dang, this is really cool, kind of like in a movie scene, um, just like what you see on on TV as uh, as kind of L.A. and East L.A. Uh, it's a really, really cool experience. So your food is, you are are very creative, and there's a lot of Latino flavors and all of that. What were, what were some of the influences that you had uh, when you were growing up that kind of brought you to that? You know, I'm a product of, of my culture, you know, product of upbringing, 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 and 
born and raised here in LA, you know, these are the things that I grew up eating. So I grew up eating, you know, food from my mom, growing up eating her food, growing up eating my tia's food, you know, going to family parties, uh, being able to go down the streets to Cinco Puntos, eating tacos, street tacos, you know, it's all, it all just comes from what's part of me, like, you know, uh, I, I, and it's funny because I don't think everyone was ever really there. Like these ideas just kind of come out of the blue and I just run with them. But I feel it's just because they, they've been part of me my whole life, if that makes sense. Yeah, man, absolutely. <clears throat> and and where, where did the kind of Texas barbecue influence come in? Um, Like no joke, uh, the barbecue thing kind of just started like, I was just cooking barbecue just as for a reason to hang out with the homies, you know, eat some ribs, uh, watch a football game, drink some beer. That was like literally what it was. Like that was just the reason for barbecuing. Um, I started just with the little grill my dad bought me. And I was saying like the charcoal on the side and putting some wood chips or wood, wood chunks and cooking up some baby bags. And next thing I know, I was like, I bought this little, he bought, actually my dad bought me a little, little smoker, backyard smoker. And I remember getting my, my, my tax refund one year and I went to Costco and I just bought a bunch of meat, man. I was like, all right, I'm gonna just cook all this meat and <laughs> I'm gonna see where it takes me. And um, I was just playing with it. It was just like, I was buying rubs at that time. I was kind of just playing with all these things. And then all these ideas just started kind of just flowing to my head. And, and I was like, you know what? I kind of want to do this on a, at a larger scale. I want to start selling some food. Because everybody was telling me like, hey, this is actually, this is pretty good. <laughs> so from, you know, family members and, and friends, like they pushed me a little, you know, you should sell this stuff. And I started doing that. Very, very small scale. Like I would make like two pork butts, sell some pulled pork. I'll make like a side of pork belly. I'll sell that. Um, um, like maybe just two briskets here and there. Very, very small scale. And I had no kitchen background. So um, I think like the most kitchen background I ever had was working at KFC. And even then I was, I was just a cashier. But all these ideas just started coming, coming to my head. I was like, yo, like I could... I could keep like this barbecue, but I, I want to infuse it with like, with like, uh, with like Chicano flavors, you know, like Latino, Hispanic flavors. And I just ran with it, man. Like, um, it, it just, one thing led to another and it was, it happened so fast. Uh, and intentionally actually, to be honest with you, I never really intended in, in like, cooking brisket or, uh, or having any of that, like that central, Texas kind of kind of base to it. Uh, it just mm -hmm. happened. I, I remember cooking a brisket one time and my mind was just blown, dude. Like, <laughs> like my mind just was just like, what am I eating? Like, this is insane. I've never had anything like this. Yeah, I just I fell in love with it. Were you um, um were you like researching online how to cook it or did you just yeah. wing it? And just try to do it yourself or a little little bit of both. A little bit of yeah. both for sure. Uh, a little bit of both. I was just kind of just, I, I was mostly winging it. And, you know, if I had some kind of questions or something, I'll kind of go on uh, on YouTube. Uh, I'll read some blogs. Uh, I remember, you know, that PBS series with uh, Franklin? Mm-hmm, mm hmm Yeah, like that. I've watched that so many times. Um, obviously, his book. 
and yeah, it was just like anything I could and do, I was just on it. Like, I remember like being at work at lunch and I'd be watching barbecue videos <laughs> during my lunchtime. <laughs> and um, yeah, it just, it just, it just stuck with me. Like, I don't know what it was. It just, I started just absorbing it and, and I fell in love with the process. And then I wasn't even eating the food to this day. I still don't really eat much barbecue, but it was just, I just fell in love with just cooking, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's uh, managing the fire. To me, when people just tell me like, how come you enjoy it so much? I'm like, well, to be honest with you, it's kind of like, it's kind of like my golfing. It's kind of like my fishing, like me just sitting by the fire, just kind of letting it do its thing, you know? <laughs> that's that's a good analogy there. So it's 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 kind of like your my Zen mode, you know? Yeah, you you're Zen. <laughs> <laughs> you're Zen mode there. Exactly. Yeah, but, and yeah, so you but, just started incorporating all the different flavors and and all that to it. <clears throat> mm-hmm. So yeah, and then once I kind of just cooked that brisket. And I was just like fell in love with the salt and pepper base. And I just started playing with a bunch of other things from there. Like I made my al pastor rub that I still use to this day. Um, uh, yeah, and it just, it just evolved, man. Just, you know, little by little, I started taking plunges like to, to creating other items that were, that I felt before were out of my, my technicality skills. Uh, so I started making my own sausage, just start, you know, my sides, start m- messing with like making that, that filoncillo rub that we now use. Uh, so it's been a big working process in the past, like four and a half years or whatever it's been. And I feel like the food just keeps getting better and better. The more I learn, you know, it's just, this is one of those things where you never stop learning. Yeah. It's interesting <laughs> you say that I was just at Cadillac uh, barbecue outside of Dallas. Yeah. Farmers Farmers Branch, and uh, he has a series called uh, Pits and Punch, where he first first Saturday of every month he he speaks to a crowd. People come up and can ask him questions, and one of the things that he said is that, you know, I'm still the student. You'll never you'll never see me teaching a class because <clears throat> I'm always the student and I'm always learning. They're you know number six on the top fifty list, mm-hmm. and there's still always something you can learn. Yeah, 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 constantly, every single, I feel like every cook, every pop-up, I'm I'm kind of, like, fine-tuning something, you know, and, mm-hmm. I, I mean, it could be super small, but sometimes those smallest changes make the biggest drastic change, um, yeah, and it's been cool, it's, 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 it's been a journey, and, and I, the fact that I still love it and enjoy it as much as I do, you know, it's, it's pretty cool, I yeah, think, because <laughs> I don't think I've ever stuck to anything like this this hardcore in my life, you know. <laughs> so this has been that that one thing that has uh, grounded you, huh? Yeah, yeah. I'm mean, not gonna lie. I, I was kind of all over the place before, and I never really. I felt like I never really had anything, uh, and I also feel like nothing. There wasn't anything else I had. Had and never came so easy to me, you know. Like I feel like I caught on so quick. Mm-hmm. Like it's just like it's just there. Like I don't, you know, because even then, my family and my my friends were just like, "How the hell did this happen?" Because <laughs> you know, we never imagined you doing this for a living ever. Yeah. So, are you doing <laughs> this now, like full time as a living, or or do you have a daytime yeah. job? No, full time since eighteen, actually. Since 2018, this is your full-time job. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. Yeah. I, uh, at that time, I was, I had just turned 28, and I was like, 
if I don't do anything now, if I don't leave my job uh, at that time, it felt like uh, if I waited any longer, if I waited till I was after 30, I was just going to be stuck. Like, that was it for me. Like, you know, mm -hmm. and I didn't want that. I was like, my time is now. I'm young. I, got, I have no kids, no major responsibilities, you know. Uh, so let's do this. And I just jumped up onto it, man. That's awesome, man. What were you doing before barbecue? <clears throat> I worked with the school district. I hopped around. I had different, I worked in different departments. I moved around, but but the whole time I was under the school district, which is LEUSD. Okay. Yeah. That's when I I sell technology. That's one of my accounts right now. <laughs> LEUSD. Oh, sure. Yeah, uh, the iPads and all that kind of stuff, or yeah. tablets. Yeah, the yeah I sell Chromebooks a lot, tab uh, laptops, and yeah, all of that good stuff. Yeah, we were. So, uh, I was stationed at the warehouse in Pico, where that's where they stored a lot of that stuff. Yeah, second largest school district in the country. I think it's got mm -hmm. six hundred eighty thousand students. So I'm yep. sure you were busy. <laughs> you were busy there. Yeah, wherever you went, you know, it was, it was always busy. So yeah, but uh, yeah. it just wasn't for me, man. I was. It sucked, you know, just I felt like I was stuck and I was just living for the weekend. Yeah, and yeah. Your heart wasn't in it, huh? No, not at all. <laughs> not at all, man. So I'm glad so, I found this. And that's that's great, man. That's great. Are you a one man show or do you have a crew that helps you out? Is it a family thing? Uh I would say it's like at least like ninety five percent me at the moment. Mm -hmm. Been for the past couple of years. Um, I find help wherever I can. I, I started off with my friends. Uh, um, they started helping me out. And um, and to be honest with you, they all thought it was a joke at first when I first thought about doing this. <laughs> They're mm -hmm. like, there's no way this guy's going to start selling food. But, you know, sure enough, uh, here we are. And, uh, yeah, my friends help me out whenever they can. I know now, now you know, like one, one of my best friends, he, he used to help me out all the time. He has a kid now, so. He's like uh, taking the time off. Uh, hey, my friends help me out wherever I can, mm -hmm. and uh, but I'm hoping, hopefully that I'm hopeful that one of these days I can actually find like a set group of people who who I can have all the time. Especially because I I'm really looking forward to expanding a bit next year. Yeah, that's that was good. Good segue to my next question is, what's your <clears> next <throat> step? I know you're still underground now, and you're. Um... I think maybe once they open up, you'll probably go back to doing your pop-ups at breweries and things like that. Um, what, what's the next step? What do you see uh, yourself doing? I'm honestly going, I feel like I'm going on my own schedule, like on my own time. I'm kind of not pressuring it into anything. I'm going with uh, whatever feels right at the moment. But we do have a pick coming from SG coming uh, in May. So oh, nice. We have a double five, so we're going to basically double our capacity or triple actually if you think about it yeah triple that so we're gonna have 1500 gallons to, to work with instead of 500 now okay so you have a 500 <clears throat> now what mm -hmm. what um who built that pit that you're using now uh it was rooster oh rooster did okay cool yeah rooster built my pit like uh back in the beginning of 19 i believe yeah good deal yeah, yeah rooster uh is a uh, is a good buddy of uh danny over at heritage I think he built uh, his first pit too out there. Yeah, that's why I found how, how I found out about Rooster at that time, and uh, I remember just like having the money in my account, and I was like, "Hey, <laughs> let me let me let me give you a check and uh, give me a tank. Let's do it." 
And uh, I'm glad I did because, you know, that 500 was, has, has been awesome. It's, it's still rocking and it's going to rock for a couple of years, you know? Uh, yeah. Yeah, because I don't know if you knew this, but I started, I had three backyard pits and that's how I was doing my pop-ups. Oh, really? Yeah, three crappy little backyard pits, you know, the thin metal. Uh, not, they wouldn't hold heat very well. Just I was just doing what I could. I could only cook like comfortably, I think like, Two pits were, were loaded with three briskets each. And the other one, I would like just rotate wherever I could. I would just throw in pork belly. I would throw in pork butts. I would throw in, uh, what else, uh, ribs. Um, yeah, for a moment there, actually, I didn't even have ribs on the menu because I just didn't have the space to cook them. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I was, I was rocking three little crappy Dynaglow smokers, like the little cabinets. <laughs> That's awesome. Did you ever go through some some rough patches where you thought, man, I'm not, I can't do this anymore? Uh, I think those rough patches have, uh, yeah, I've gone through those rough patches, and I don't think they're ever going to end. I, uh, I still go through them, you know. Yeah, there's yeah. Always that, there's always that that doubt, you know, uh, that you go through as a business, and and that's just and just with everything, just like so many factors, man, you know. Um, mm -hmm. like right now, like meat prices are killing us. So, and just everything else, like gas is, gas has gone up. And so just everything just into the fact that there's always something happening that can go wrong and there's always going to be doubt and, you know, but, um, I think like myself and I'm sure all the other LA dudes and stuff and the Texas dudes, they, they just love what they do. And I think that's what keeps us going. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And also awesome clients that we have sometimes that just that they rock hard with this and they, you know because i think if it wasn't for my customers like i wouldn't i would have given up a long time ago because mm -hmm. it hasn't been easy and especially because um i'm definitely doing something pretty different you know mm -hmm. um, everything that i'm doing i feel like other than the brisket and like the beef ribs that's everything else on the menu is pretty out there something if you think about it Mm -hmm. Um, so it's been, I feel like that journey, that's one of the things that's made my journey a little harder. Just trying to introduce everybody to that, you know, like, yeah, my menu is a little different. It's a little, I'm not, I'm not repping Texas style barbecue, but it's there. It's the foundation of Texas style. It's there, but I don't claim it entirely because, you know, because it's not entirely me, you know, I'm not from Texas. I don't have family in Texas. Um, I barely went to Texas for the first time in 19. <laughs> um, that's when we hung around, right? Yeah, that's <clears> when we hung around. That's my first time out there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, you know, I'm LA. Like, literally, I'm a product of LA. So, so that's why I call it Chicano barbecue and East Soul barbecue because for that reason. And, and you can definitely taste it. You can definitely taste it. So, let's talk a little bit about that menu that, um, mm -hmm. That is so Chicano in L.A. Um, I know you got some cochinita pibil. You got some mm -hmm. al pastor. You're, you're throwing around some blue corn tortillas, the piloncillo. You got all kinds of cool stuff, man. Um, yeah. Talk to us a little bit of, about some of the crea creativity uh, the, or some of the things that you've created, um, you know, over, your, over the past couple of years. Um. I feel like we've done it all, man. We've done from tacos to tortas, and I've even done 
like a street dog with with their sausages, pastor sausage. So we've done that. Oh man, that uh, sounds good. Yeah, that was actually pretty awesome. I still have people asking me about that. But and you're and you're making your own sausages and everything too, right? Yeah, everything's made from scratch. Uh, I use trimming. I use some pork shoulder for the pastor. Um, yeah, everything everything literally is made in house. They can't really think of anything that I buy. <laughs> yeah. Made. So um, typically on your pop-ups, you're doing what? Brisket, rib, sausage? Um, staples are uh, definitely brisket, mm-hmm. beef ribs, uh, the pork belly, which we make al pastor style. That's been on the menu since like beginning, like the very first pop-up. Let's see what else. Uh, the cafecito, piloncillo spare ribs, which I re- actually used to do baby backs, but because um, of these shortages and prices, I, I moved over to uh, spare ribs, full spare ribs, and they just work out so much better. Like the extra fat with the glaze just really renders out really nice. Uh, so we kept those. That's a permanent switch there. The sausages are fairly new sausages, I think, since 19. So I would say two years. Uh, making sausage. We have three on the normal rotation now, which is the jalapeno cheddar, which I feel like that's like a Texas classic that, you know, everybody has one and we make one with their own little twist to it. Mm-hmm. Um, the al pastor which sausage and then the third one, the new one's the birria sausage now. Ooh. So, yeah, we're just full of spice. Uh, the best way I could describe that sausage is like I tell people that it's a, it's a Mexican hot link. <laughs> that's like the best way to describe it. It really, that's what it tastes like, a Mexican hot link. Nice. Do you have any questions on one of the items? Because I know just last time you came over, and it had been a minute since you had like an actual full menu or so. Yeah. Was there something that you had a question about, maybe? No, no, man. I, I really enjoyed everything. I think, you know, there was like three, four of us that went out there, and we just mm-hmm. we just crushed it. You gave us a little bit of everything. You do a turkey also? Yeah, turkey's fairly new as well. Yeah, um, for the new, just started burning that. That one was a little different too. It was um, everything has your own little twist on it, and it's it's not like going to just any other barbecue joint. That's that's what's mm-hmm. cool about your um, your menu. What what about the sides? Do you have uh, what, what what kind of sides are you making those yourself as well? Yeah, yeah, everything made from scratch as well. So we have. At the moment, I just offering two on a on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. Every once in a while, I'll, I'll add a couple, just you know, switch it up. But um, so for sure, we have like our mac and rajas, which has been a staple. It's a fan favorite. Um, it literally is what it sounds like, mac and rajas. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, people love that one, right? People always choosing that. Um, then we have the chipotle barbecue beans that. Um, I use my own barbecue sauce in there, a uh, little bit of bacon, three kinds of beans, and obviously growing up like in a Mexican household, you know, we we never eat we never ate sweet beans at all. Yeah, like never. It just wasn't on you know something we grew up eating, and I was never really a fan of sweet beans, maybe because of that. So mm-hmm. we, I definitely don't make them that sweet. They're a little on the on a, more on the spicier side and savory side. Uh, but yeah, I'll do like calabazas, uh, calabacitas, mm-hmm. you know, like stewed calabazas with like tomato, onions, and I throw some, some, uh, pumpkin seeds in there for texture and top it off with some queso Oaxaca. So it's a very nice comforting dish that definitely <laughs> changes the nice change of pace after all the smoky meats, you know? 
Yeah, for sure. So we have that. And uh, recently for Smorgasburg, we were offering our cilantro, creamy cilantro uh, coleslaw. So. Man. Even on your sides, you're mixing it all up. Yeah, yeah. We, uh, we try. I, I'm trying, man, you know? Like, these, yeah. are, these are items that uh, I want to say that when you eat the sides, I want you to think of home, you know? Like, uh, mm-hmm. like I remember my friend, she ate the calabazas, and she took a bite, and she was like, dude, this tastes like my grandma made it. Like, it, it feels <laughs> so good. And uh, those are the kind of reactions that we chase. But it's one thing, I think, also just entirely in the menu, when you eat everything off the menu or you try a little bit of everything, I always tell people, like, the best way to describe it is that I want it to taste like something new, but yet so familiar, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what, that's what I want. Yeah, and, and you know, living in, in L.A. and, and knowing that, uh, you know, it's a huge taco town, right? I mean, there's mm-hmm. so many people that... that that uh that love tacos and you go on taco runs and whatnot books written about you know all the tacos the great tacos it's yep. cool that you have been recognized by the taco community and i know that uh la taco did a feature on you yeah. because um not only are you doing great barbecue but you're throwing down some some amazing tacos too, man. And I've even seen smash burgers that you've, that you've done. So yeah. you're, you're mixing it all up, dude. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Talk to, talk to us a little bit about some of those experiences that you've had and some of the accolades that you've received, especially this, uh, this whole New York times thing too, man, that, uh, that you were just recognized on. How did that come about? Uh, to be honest with you, that was kind of out of the blue. Uh, somebody photographer just hit me up out of nowhere. Was like, "Hey, can I come down to shoot some pictures?" And the funny thing was, like, I didn't even know what it was for because the photographer hit me up first before the actual writer. So I was kind of, you know, um, thrown out of the loop there. Um, but yeah, it turns out um, her name's Tajaw. I'm sure you heard of her, right? Writer for the New York Times. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she had came earlier this year, like beginning, I want to say like the beginning of the year, she came by and I didn't recognize her or anything uh, with the mask and stuff. And so we served her up and later on she, she reposted us on, on her stories that day. And I was like, holy crap, dude, she was here. You know, and I was just blown <laughs> away. Like it was so cool that I got the chance to feed her. And actually that day I was actually cashiering. I wasn't even on the board that day. Mm-hmm. So it made it extra special because I feel like I was able to kind of just talk to, as I was talking to people and kind of just, you know, being able to buy with the customers because I don't ever really get to do that. I'm always on the board. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was it was it was really cool to see. And then I don't know her. She hits me up. She's like, "Yeah, we're writing a story on California barbecue, and you know, you're one of the featured uh, chefs." And so, you know, we're gonna send you send that guy over, take some pictures, and he came over. Super cool guy. And I mean, I'm still, I still can't believe that happened for us. You know, it's I'm in awe. So we were featured in the New York Times. And um, and when I read it, too, I, I, I ain't gonna lie, like, it got me a little emotional because I feel like she, she, she captured what we're trying to do. Like, she was, she, she was saying how, like, people were coming up, you know, fistbusts were happening between us and the customers. We were joking around. And she, she was even brought up the chickens that tend to kick it in front of my yard. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yeah, I feel like she just cap- captured our essence, you know, and 
and it's just what we're trying to do we're, uh, besides running a business and besides like feeding people and we just we just want to pump out nothing but good vibes and just be cool with everybody you know because uh most of the time our customers end up being becoming our friends and that's what mm-hmm. we what we love yeah man I, I i was so happy for you guys um i i definitely think that's important i think um you know when a lot of people when i moved here i moved here in 2017 and mm-hmm. you know there really wasn't any like really good barbecue out there right mm-hmm. um like california's not really known for barbecue and um not at all <laughs> And, uh, you know, started discovering this whole underground scene. And, you know, there's a lot of, like you said earlier, a lot of this Texas barbecue and people that um, that represent and that do really good Texas barbecue. Mm-hmm. But a place that catches the California essence, like if somebody asks what's California barbecue like, you know, you might say it's. A's barbecue. <laughs> the foundation is is there for some Texas barbecue, but this has evolved into its own culture. Yeah. Um, when you, you talk about the chickens chilling in your front yard, I mean, we were walking down the street to come to your uh, to your pop up at your house, mm-hmm. and yeah, we're we're, <laughs> we're walking with chickens, and yeah. like you said, the views are incredible, and. And uh, the whole neighborhood, you just feel this, um, this, uh, this whole culture that's embracing you, you know. And uh, and yeah, dude, that that's definitely cool that she was able to kind of um, put that into yeah. words in the in the article. Yeah, because uh, <laughs> it's so yeah. cool, man. <laughs> yeah, it really is, and it, like. Everybody always mentions the chickens, you know. They're like, oh, man, you know you're in East Los there's chickens chilling in the front. <laughs> uh, and it's so cool to, for people, especially when people travel, you know, to come out here. If they're not from this side of town, maybe, like, they're from the west side or they're from the valley. We've had people from, like, San Diego come by, so they trip out on stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. So, man, now that you're evolving, I mean, you got these two new 500s. So give you, what, mm-hmm. uh, 1,500? yeah. So, I mean, are are you doing caterings now? Are you planning to do caterings next? Um, you know what? Uh, we've done what a few the here and there. Caterings. Uh, to be honest with you, caterings are cool. Uh, I don't get too many inquiries for catering, so that's one of the things why we don't do it too many too too often. But and also since it's just me, uh, it's kind of yeah. hard to to do best out caterings and pop ups and you know with everything else going on. But my next goal is just to get those two 500s. Uh, I want to find an actual location where I could cook out of, other than my house. Uh, if I could keep it underground, the goal is to keep it underground. I love, I love my my LA people, but I feel we're still a little far away from that, from from LA embrace fully embracing that Texas culture. You know, we're we're like, okay, barbecue is only sold from like 11 a.m. till three o'clock four o'clock and or sold out you know uh mm-hmm. the whole lining up thing like i think i think we're still a little far away from that still um the la's starting to catch on more and more you know especially because we have more dudes popping up uh 
but I, I still feel like we're a little far away from that, you know? Yeah. So, because I, I have, like, I, I'm not even a lie. For a minute there, I had to take my phone number off my, my Instagram page because I was getting people calling me, like, at 11 o'clock at night, like, hey, do you have any barbecue? Can I pick it up? Like, <laughs> that's not the way this works. Like, on yeah. Tuesday, you know, like, I'm like, that's not the way this works. Uh, I feel like LA is very used to having everything available fast and quick, you know, like, mm-hmm. and, and at all times of the day. So barbecue, well, this, especially this kind of barbecue, it's not anything like that. This is slow and slow, even the way it's served. And so I, I still feel because of that, I still want to maybe stay underground for another, like, for another, you know, a couple of years or whatever it may be. But if the opportunity were to come up or I'm like, maybe be able to open up my own location, then maybe I'll take that, that, that plunge. But for, for the moment, it's, I'm still kind of just threading on my own my own pace. Yeah, yeah, that, and that's great because you're just growing organically. You're not having any kind of pressure from investors or anything like that. It's just mm-hmm. you're doing what uh, what you need to do to to keep yourself uh, to keep yourself fed and and happy, right? Yeah, yeah. That's I think that's the most important part. I'm I'm happy, you know, where where I am. I'm happy where we're, I'm happy with what I'm serving and I'm happy to see that growth that that's been happening on a consistent basis. Yeah. Do you have any <clears throat> cool collaborations or anything like that coming up or have you had any? So I've always been big on, on collaborating ever since I started. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because. Um, especially it's especially cool when you're collaborating with people from your from your community, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so nothing really major other than we're actually going to hit up the Bay in December. Nice. Uh, that Mega Texas, Mega Texas is holding a barbecue festival. That's in right. Yeah. So they invited us and, you know, I was like, yeah, you know what? I'm down. It's a, uh, let's leave East LA for a little bit and serve somewhere else, you know? Um, that's so, that's gonna be really cool. You got Henry Brom yeah. there too. Yeah, Henry's gonna be out there. Uh a couple of dudes from that area. I heard somebody's coming down from Oregon. Uh so yeah, it should be it should be fun. And that's so Mega Texas is putting that on. He's from Fresno, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken. And when when's the actual date for that? Let's give that a plug here. Yeah, the, the actual festival is the fifth December. It's gonna the be a fifth Sunday. Of December. Mm-hmm. Um, on my Instagram, actually, you can find the link in my bio. So anybody who's interested, all the details are there. Um, and you can buy tickets off that link as well. So it's definitely worth checking out. If you uh, feel like driving up there, if you're from that area, you know, definitely recommend stopping by. That's great. That's great. Um, and for a while you were doing pop-ups at Sarah's Market. That was Is that something that you're still going to continue doing or... Did COVID derail that as well? That COVID derailed that. Um, but at the moment, uh, also, obviously, our, our customer base has grown since then. Mm-hmm. Um, also, our equipment has just, like, tripled. So for me to move my setup, it's, it's kind of tough, man. And I love yeah. Sarah's. I love Steve and Sarah from over there because they've been super supportive since I first started. They they were giving me cons- constant shots to be out there, but um, 
the sidewalk's a little little too small for our current setup, you know, with the warmer <laughs> and the and the two side chafing dishes, the electronic electronic chafing dishes, a cutting board. Yeah, it's a little small <laughs> over there. So I don't see us popping up there, you know, soon. But you know, you never know. We might have just do one like a little small taco pop up or something just for just for old for old sake and memories and stuff. Do a little throwback. That's kind of a uh, exactly. That's kind of a South Central staple, also, right? There's, there's been I've seen a lot of different pop ups there. Those guys help the community quite a bit, and uh, yeah, yeah. Pretty... They never they never tell anybody no. They people, all kinds of uh, vendors, you know, new vendors, old vendors, uh, people are barely starting off. They they come and ask Sarah, it's like, hey, can we set up? And they're like, yeah, man, by all means. You're, you're walk, more than welcome to as long as you know you fit our schedule, and they don't charge either to, to set up there, so that's a cool thing too. Oh wow, wow, that's yeah, they don't, yeah, yeah, that that's that's great. There's there's so many good people out, and it, it's so cool that it's it's all part of the culture, you know, the whole East Los Angeles community just kind of uh, helping each other out, and I know. Uh, the blue corn tortillas are also somebody that makes them locally there for you, right? That you've, yeah. you've kind oh, of worked with. Yeah. Kernel of truth. Um, they've, they wanted to start a, a brand of, uh, with maize, but you know, they wanted to give you legit organic, uh, real tortillas, you know, that, that you, that don't, they actually don't have a very long shelf life, but this is how you know you're eating actual corn. Mm-hmm. And uh, they make yellow and blue. Those are the staples, and man, they're they're great. They're they're super tasty. Uh, you could taste the corn. Um, so when I first tried them out, and I heard about them, like I need these tortillas for my tacos. Like I'm not gonna use anything else but their tortillas. <laughs> and we we've, we've been using those ever since. Whenever we do taco stuff. Yeah, and I understand they use beef tallow to make those too. So. Yeah, and uh, been messing with my own flour tortillas lately that I crank out from time to time uh, with with beef tallow. And uh, the few people who've gotten a chance to try them, actually, they're, 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 they've been digging them. So That's great, man. Well, Alan, I, I man, I'm, I'm so proud of you. I know that uh, I've been able to, to kind of follow you over the years. And uh, last time I ate, with you was uh, just a few months ago, and, and I had eaten from your smorgas- Smorgasburg weekend. Um, yeah. So Smorgasburg has a barbecue weekend like once or twice a year. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Uh, they try to they they do it uh, it's annually, but they do like maybe two weekends if they can. Yeah, but and they're usually back to back. Yep, yep. And so you're usually a part of that whenever they have that. So, but normally right now, where can folks find you and when, what kind of your, what's kind of your schedule? Uh, schedule at the moment is, uh, I try to do barbecue once, twice a month. Um, mm-hmm. The days tend to rotate. They could be a Friday, they could be a Saturday, possibly a Sunday. It really depends what I could, what I could fit in. Uh, and for the rest of the year, you'll be able to find barbecue out of uh, East LA, out of my, I don't like putting my address up on blast, but um, mm-hmm. rumor has it that if you Google Ace Barbecue on Google Maps, uh, you'll be able to find my address. <laughs> somebody it. somebody put it up there, but um, <laughs> yeah, so um, 
best way is just Instagram. I post literally all our updates are on Instagram. So okay, if anybody has any questions, just send me a DM. You know, uh, put a comment on one of my pictures, and I'll get back to you. Um, but yeah, just Instagram is probably the best way to keep up with us. And what's that? What's your handle there on Instagram? Uh, Instagram is uh, as underscore bbq. Pretty simple, not hard to find. Okay. Uh, and if anything, too, you can just look up my name, Alan Cruz. I should, should, I should pop up as well. Okay. Perfect, perfect. And you said you are doing a kind of a Thanksgiving uh, mm-hmm. uh, pickup. When That's is that slated for? On actual Thanksgiving Day, uh, we'll probably we're aiming for pickups from like eleven to four, so you have plenty of time, you know, to pick up your food uh, for uh, for the family. Um, everything will be served hard and fresh, except for our sides. Our side's going to be oven and ready. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. I mean, it's super. And if anybody has any questions, they're more than welcome to contact me. You know, we'll work something out. Perfect. Perfect. So one question I like to ask all of my guests before I finish is, (coughs) can you tell us something about you that most people don't know? Most people don't know? Yes, sir. Uh, I'm a big Packers fan, and people don't really know that, especially because I'm a friend of LA, so yeah. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I'm a big Packers fan. and I was just over there, actually. I just I got the chance to go to uh, Lambeau, um, like about two months ago, maybe, for their home opener. East so L- East L A guy, <laughs> born and raised, yep. <laughs> is a Packer fan. How the heck did that happen? I know, I know. Everybody expects me to be like a Raider fan or a Rams fan, but I grew <laughs> up watching Brett Favre, and I kind of fell in love with their green and gold. Oh my god. All right, man. I don't know if I'm going to post this interview or not, man. After hearing that, <laughs> I'm just yeah. kidding. I'm a, I'm a big cowboy fan, so gotcha. But yeah. uh, people trip on that. <laughs> oh, dude, I yeah, it threw me off for sure. Mm-hmm. Like you, born yep. and raised, and you got all this culture, and we talked about how much you love, you know, mm-hmm. your roots yeah. and all this, and then you you go and, and choose the Packers. Yeah, big Dodger fan, and you know, diehard Dodger fan, and, and I'm over here being a, I'm a Packer fan. <laughs> oh man. <clears throat> well, we'll forgive you, man, since that uh, For sure. that barbecue's on point. So, um, hey, man, Alan, I appreciate you taking the time. I know you're you're a little you were a little under the weather. You're coming out of it, so um, I appreciate you taking the time. I wish you the very very best. I can't wait till you get that. Uh, the new two uh, 500s that you have coming in and look forward to uh, seeing more barbecue online and, and coming out and seeing you. Yeah, for sure, man. Um, yeah. Can't wait. I uh, can't wait to, to be rocking uh, triple capacity. And, uh, um, and you're always welcome, dude. You know, always welcome. Whenever, if you're in the area, you know, stop by, eat some food, drink some beers. You're always welcome over here. And I uh, hopefully it. too that, uh, hopefully when, when we, when we land those 500s in May, that's actually going to be our 50 year anniversary, I think. Oh, and shit. I'm hoping to throw a shindig. We'll see wherever I can. You know, I have the smokers rolling and just a bunch of food, a bunch of good vibes, and maybe hopefully throw a little party, you know? 
Sounds good, man. You know I'm always down to roll out. I'm a, yeah. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a road, uh, road warrior. And one last time, the Bay Area deal is on December 5th? Correct. In, where is it again? San Joaquin Valley. San Joaquin Valley. Okay. I'm going to look into it, see what my schedule looks like, man. And uh, yeah, man. if there's any chance, I uh, I would love to go. I uh, Yeah, dude. Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure uh, Mega Texas and his and his wife would would really appreciate that if you roll by, you know. And as long as everybody else, and also just want to thank you too for for being a hardcore barbecue fan and you know doing what you do because because you got to you go out of your way to to for food and it's just awesome to see <laughs> and follow that. So we, I'm 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 super thankful for thankful for that, and I'm sure everybody else is too. Ah, thanks, buddy. I appreciate that, man, and. Uh... Yeah, dude. Keep keep crushing it, and um, we'll see you soon, buddy. Thanks again. Hi, and thanks for tuning in to the I Crush Barbecue Show. Remember to follow us on your favorite social media platform at I Crush BBQ Show. If you like the show, please let us know by leaving us a five-star rating on your favorite listening app. Subscribe to get all past and future shows and share with your friends. Remember, we have a website now at iCrushBBQShow.com. So please check us out if you'd like to buy any of our gear or get any of our latest updates. Remember, don't forget to tag us with your favorite picks. We'd love to see what you're crushing. Until next time, keep crushing that cue.